What a great morning we have already enjoyed together. There is a very real part of me that would love just to keep singing these great anthems. But I would love to open up God's Word with you because that is what inspired these great anthems that we have been singing. Would you meet me in your Bibles in 1 Corinthians chapter 1? 1st and 2nd Corinthians are going to be really home base for us throughout our time together in God's Word this morning. It is so good to have you here. We have a variety of guests. Welcome. We take God and His Word seriously in this place. And so we want to spend significant time allowing His Word to sink like a seed into our hearts. And I would love it if you'd be ready to read from God's Word right along with me. There are two foundational truths that form the foundation of everything that I would like to talk with you about this morning. Foundational truth number one, human beings like to boast. Just open up your ears this week. And that truth will come through loud and clear. It is not a new observation. The Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 11 verse 18 said, Many boast according to the flesh. And even though that was written 2,000 years ago, that really is as relevant this morning as it has ever been. Human beings like to boast. We boast in our sports teams and in schools and in the companies that we work for. We boast in our friends. Some of us boast in our figures, our degrees, our scholarships, our investments, the number of followers we have. We will boast either verbally or indirectly in the neighborhoods in which we live, the cars that we drive, the vacations we are able to take. Human beings like to boast. And Christians are not immune to that pitfall. In fact, we can boast in things that or perhaps in some way adjacent to God, but not God. We can boast in the building in which we assemble. We can boast in the, the names that we know. The, the friends, perhaps, that are well known as disciples of Jesus that we have known for a, a very long time. We can boast in our talents. We can boast in our opportunities. We can boast in what we as a congregation have done in a way that the emphasis is on ourselves. And not in the God that we are claiming to serve. But that is a really big deal because foundational truth number two, God hates human pride. 
we could spend the next hour listening to him. I'll just show you one old, one New Testament example. In Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 5, you notice the language, everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. God hates arrogance in the human heart. Be assured, arrogance in human hearts will not go unpunished. A New Testament example from the mouth of Jesus himself. What is exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. Human beings like to boast. God hates human pride. Why? Human pride fuels action for the sake of my name. Over his. It was the mission of Babel all the way back in Genesis chapter 11 and verse 4 where people created in his image said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens and let us make a name for ourselves. Human pride takes credit for what God has done and is doing. It's what God warned Gideon about in Judges chapter 7 and verse 2. The odds were already overwhelmingly against Gideon and the Israelites when they had thousands and thousands of soldiers but God said the people with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hand lest Israel boast over me saying my own hand has saved me. Human pride entices me to rely on myself, not him. It's the pitfall of the Pharisee. In Jesus' observation, Luke chapter 18, that two men went into the temple to pray. One, a, a Pharisee, a well-known religious figure and scholar, and the other, a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. Human pride leads me to feel sufficient. In my own strength, not in his. 
it's the root of how Nebuchadnezzar, mighty king of Babylon, got himself in trouble in Daniel chapter 4 when he's taking a stroll on his royal rooftop and says, Is not this great Babylon which I have built by my mighty power as a royal residence and for the glory of my majesty? You see, whenever human beings live... Human beings like to boast. God hates human pride. Because human pride fuels action for the sake of my name over his. It takes credit for what he has done or is doing. It entices me to rely on myself, not him. It leaves me to feel sufficient in my own strength, not his. In fact, it discourages me from admitting weaknesses and needs, insecurities. Insufficiencies. It's human pride that keeps me from acknowledging I'm not nearly as strong as you think I am. I don't nearly have it as put together as it may appear on the outside. I'm not as nearly sophisticated as I have built this persona to appear. I'm struggling. I really, really, really need help. And that sort of pride is so insidious because help and strength and power is available. Through God and through His people and through prayer. But pride discourages me from admitting weaknesses and needs. If your Bible is open there to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, let's take just the briefest of tours, noticing how the root of so many problems within the church of God at Corinth was pride. There were a wide variety of other issues. Their observance of the Lord's Supper, the way that they were treating each other when wronged, open sexual immorality within that church family that was not being dealt with. There were a wide variety of issues, the, the abusing of the use of spiritual gifts, but at the, the heart of it all, the root of it all, is pride. Look there in verse 10 of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 where near the very beginning of the letter Paul says, I appeal to you brothers by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that all of you agree that there be no divisions among you but that you be united in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there is quarreling among you my brothers. What I mean is that each one of you says, I follow Paul, or I follow Apollos, or I follow Cephas, or I follow Christ. You see, human beings 
like to boast. But God hates human pride. So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1, where Paul says, But I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now, you are not yet ready. Why? You're still of the flesh. In what way? While there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? Paul, can you give us an example? When one says, I follow Paul, or another, I follow Apollos, are you not merely being human? You remember where we began in 2 Corinthians? There are many who boast according to the flesh. And right here, Christians are not immune to that. Chapter 3, verse 21. Here's the call. Let no one boast in men. Chapter 4 and verse 6. Here is the call. I have applied all these things to myself, Paul says, and Apollos, for your benefit, brothers, that you may learn by us not to go beyond what is written, that none of you may be puffed up in favor of one against another, even in the way that they were treating Open rebellion against God and His holy standard. Chapter 5 and verse 2. By allowing, by, by tolerating this sexual immorality in their midst. At the root of that is pride. You are arrogant. Ought you not rather to mourn? Let him who has done this be removed from among you. Chapter 8, verse 1, concerning food offered to idols. We know that, that all of us possess knowledge, but Paul says there is a kind of knowledge that puffs up. You see, human beings like to boast. It doesn't have to be in a boat. It can be in my own knowledge. It can be in the way that I I treat the people around me. That's not love. Love is patient and kind, Paul says in chapter 13. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Love is not arrogant. But here's where we need to listen carefully. Go back with me to chapter 1 of 1 Corinthians 1. Because if we land right there, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't boast. We're not listening to the whole story. You're a disciple of Jesus. You, you shouldn't boast. We're not hearing everything that the Holy Spirit has to say. In fact, the Holy Spirit through Paul actually calls Christians to boast. But not where we most easily and naturally like to boast. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1 
and verse 22. Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom. But that's not where we as Christians boast. Think about those, those, those two designations. There are some who boast in signs. And, and by that, all that we're talking about is outward displays. Look at what I have that I would love for you to notice that I have. Look at what I am able to do that I would love to do right in front of you. You remember how Jesus talked about some religious people when it came to hours of prayer just happened to be on the busiest corners in the busiest sections of Jerusalem so that when everyone was called to pray, it just so happens that I'm here and I'm going to do this so that everyone can see me doing it. People like to boast. But the Holy Spirit says, as disciples of Jesus, our boasting is not in outward signs. Neither is it in wisdom. We could think of that as inner depths. I don't have to have a whole lot on the outside in order to be fully puffed up on the inside. You just have no idea how ridiculous you are, but boy, are you lucky to be in my presence so that I can really enlighten you and show you the inner depths in which I love to boast. Have you talked with anyone this past week? A little bit of give and take, but after just a little bit of that give and take, it became pretty clear pretty quick that while you were talking, they were just thinking about the next thing that they were going to say. Human beings love to boast. Sometimes in outward display, sometimes within inner depths. But, look at verse 23. But we preach Christ crucified. We preach a Christ who allowed himself to be arrested and led by wicked-hearted men into a depraved city before foolish, short-sighted, self-centered judge after self-centered judge. We preach a Christ who allowed himself to be spat upon. We serve a Christ who with one syllable could annihilate the entire planet. But he allowed himself to be spat upon 
and slapped and blindfolded and mocked and ridiculed and scourged. And he allowed, the king of the universe allowed a crown of thorns to be jammed into his scalp. He, he allowed himself, the, the framer of the mountains that Bradley started out with in, in Psalm 65, allowed himself to fall beneath the weight of a wooden beam on which he would be suspended like a piece of meat between heaven and earth. He allowed himself to suffer for six hours. He allowed himself to die. Paul says, that's the Christ we preach. And there are some who are enamored with outward signs. And this message is a stumbling block to them. And there are some who are enamored in their own inner depths. And this is folly to them. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, this is the power of God. This is the wisdom of God. It may appear foolish to us. Who love to boast. But listen, the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Listen, especially to verse 26 as this gets closer and closer to us. Consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world. Even things that are not. This is the God who speaks and things become. You see, here in this right frame of mind for a human being to boast in the presence of God is the most foolish, short-sighted thing imaginable. Because of Him, you are in Christ Jesus who became to us a wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption so that as it is written, let the one who boasts, he doesn't say stop. He doesn't say as disciples of Jesus, you're on the wrong track altogether. No. Let the one who boasts Boast in the Lord. And he goes on in that letter. letter, If if time allowed, we could look at a variety of examples. Could I take the the principle that he goes on from there and try to apply it even to us in this room this morning? Any of you have a, a section like this in your house where maybe you come in the garage door and you might call it a mud room or something like that. Now, let the viewer understand. I, I see pictures like this online. I've never been in a mud room that actually looks like that. You know, that looks kind of like a mud room that uh, mom put together and took one picture before chaos, reality ensued, right? Not every mud room. If yours does, Kudos to you. This church family is made up of 
all sorts of people. This church family is made up of people who, some, are very well off financially. And this church family is made up of some who are really struggling financially. This church family is made up of some who high school was a breeze, college was the smallest of hurdles, they went on from there, they got master's degrees, doctorate degrees, there are, are some very well-educated people in this church family. And there are people in this church family who didn't graduate high school. There are people in this church family, Christians, disciples of Jesus, who are, are still in school. And some of them have big plans to go on to college, and some of them, they're not interested in college at all. There are some who drove into this parking lot this morning in really, really, really nice cars. And there are some members of our church family that might not have been sure that their car would get into the parking lot this morning. There are members of our church family who live in magazine-type houses. And there are people within our church family who may never be able to afford to have a house of their own. And we could go on and on and on and on. There are members of our church family who never had any issues whatsoever having children. And there are members of our church family who would give everything that they have to have a child of their own. There are members of our church family who are married and they have been married for 50 plus years and, and it just looks so easy and so happy. And there are members of our church family who are divorced and still heartbroken. There are, are members of our church family who would love to be married, but they have never found that person. On and on and on we could go, but I, I think you get the idea. What the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul is calling for when we gather together in settings like this is to mentally put all of those things Outward signs, inner depths in which it is very easy for us to boast and put them in the mental mudroom. When we come together in the presence of Almighty God as brothers and sisters in Christ. At the foot of the cross, the ground is absolutely level. And shame on us if we ever slip into this same pitfall. That I'm here and you're here, but I'm more worthy to be here.
I'm here and you're here, but I'm more valuable here than you. I'm here and you're here, but I'm indispensable and you're not. No, all, all of that stuff that we're carrying needs to be left in the mudroom at the foot of the cross. Because God teaches through Paul, don't boast in signs, don't boast in wisdom, we boast in the, the word of the cross. We boast in the best. That was not a new idea. Boasting was being turned upside down hundreds of years before Jesus walked the earth. Through the prophet Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 9, God says, Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Set your inner depths aside. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Set those outward signs aside. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me. How many people with advanced degrees will inherit eternity in hell? Whereas someone who can barely put three sentences together will spend eternity in heaven. Why? Because they know God. They understand God. They know the one who practices steadfast love and justice and righteousness in the earth. That's what God delights in. Not the silly sand in which human beings boast. No, this is boasting turned upside down. Really, the better way of putting it is, this is boasting turned right side up. Is your Bible still there in Corinth? Go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 1. A second letter to this same church was required through the Holy Spirit by the Apostle Paul, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 1, Paul says, Therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart, but we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, listen to that, it is not boastful to openly tell the truth. As defined by God. Let's set that cultural lie aside. When we tell the truth as God tells it, we are boasting in God. By the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel it is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Some are much more interested in the outward signs and the, the inner depths. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. What we proclaim is not ourselves. Listen to this. It is not boastful to unashamedly proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord. That's boasting in the best with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. 
Go with me to chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. It is not boastful to rejoice in the spread of the gospel, in the progress of the kingdom. All over the New Testament, disciples, apostles were joyfully boasting in how the word was spreading further and further. Listen to Paul in 2 Corinthians 10. Verse 13, we will not boast beyond limits, but we'll boast only with regard to the area of influence God assigned to us to reach even to you. The gospel has spread all the way to Corinth. Praise God, he is saying. We are not overextending ourselves. There might have been some who said, well, you know, you Jews really ought to stay over there in Judea. No, it's not boastful to carry the gospel as far as you can. We were the first to come all the way to you with the gospel of Christ. We do not boast beyond limit in the labor of others. But our hope is that as your faith increases, our area of influence among you may be greatly enlarged. For, for influence to grow and be enlarged is not boastful. But what is he boasting in? So that we may preach the gospel in lands beyond you without boasting of work already done in another area of influence. Here it is again. Let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. You remember how human pride discourages me from admitting weaknesses and needs that, that in fact might highlight the power of Christ? Look at chapter 12, verse 7. The same apostle says, To keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me into the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Admitting weakness, admitting needs, admitting hurts, admitting inadequacies, admitting insufficiencies, admitting confusion and helplessness is a gospel opportunity. For the power of Christ to be highlighted. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses. So that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses. I'm going to tell the truth about my weaknesses. I'm going to tell the truth about how hurtful insults are. I'm going to tell the truth about hardships. I'm going to tell the truth about persecutions. I'm going to tell the truth about calamities because then when I am weak, I'm strong because the power of Christ is highlighted in my life. Let's end with, what's it sound like? To boast in the best. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Psalm 34. 
I, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. We've, we've done that this morning. Thou, O Lord, art a shield about me. You're my glory. You're the lifter of my head. What's it sound like to boast in the best? He must increase, John the Baptist said. But I must decrease. Which was why Nate led us in all of self and none of thee. That's what comes awfully easily to proudly say to Jesus, all of self and none of thee. To be softened a little, some of self and some of thee. To be brought even lower, less of self and more of thee. Do you know when God's love has conquered human pride? When we say none of self and all of thee. What's it sound like to boast in the best? Far be it from me except to boast in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. And so we have sung. Forbid it, Lord, that I should boast, save in the death of Christ my Lord. All the vain things that charm me most, I sacrifice them to his blood. What's it sound like to boast in the best? I'm not going to be ashamed. With full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And so we have sung together this morning, in Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my life, my strength, my song. What's it sound like to boast in the best? By grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a, a result of works so that no one may boast. We listened in earlier in, in Luke chapter 18 as Jesus talked about that Pharisee praying by himself, God, I thank you that I and I and I and I, but there was an, another man in the temple that day a tax collector who, standing far off, wouldn't even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I imagine that guy probably had a pretty nice house. And a pretty cushy future as long as Rome guarded him. But he was done boasting in the outward and the inward. He, he said, God, I'm, I'm empty and I need you to fill me. And that's the man who went home justified. Clearly, as we listen to the apostles, this is not that, well, God, I, I say to you, I'm helpless. And 
you, you do something and then I go on living in, in whatever way I, I would like to live. No, the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. When people asked what they needed to do, they were told to repent, stop boasting, stop rebelling, stop walking away from God, turn to Him, be buried with Jesus in baptism, in His name, boast in the best for the forgiveness of your sins. Maybe there is someone here this morning who is blown away at the depth of a father's love. Love that is vast beyond all measure that he should give his only son to make a, a wretch his treasure. We're going to stand and sing. I will not boast in anything, no gifts, no power, no wisdom, but I will boast in Jesus Christ, His death and resurrection. Why should I gain from His reward? I cannot give an answer. But this I know with all my heart. His wounds have paid my ransom. If you're ready to make that personal this morning, you're ready to claim Jesus as your one and only hope. Be buried with him in baptism for the forgiveness of your sins. Or if you came in here as a disciple of Jesus, looking pretty good. No one would ever know the turmoil on the inside. Could we boast in the best right along with you this morning by praying with you and for you? Whomever you are. If we can help, this invitation is for you. If you would come to the front while we stand and sing.